Now, dumbass, stand over there and face that way. And uglies, stand over there facing that way. You know That's what, Sean? What? So, Sean, this is, yeah. You go to hell. Oh, fire! Oh, my goodness! What's the procedure? Yo, why don't you take it down in that? There goes Davis! Oh, my God! Davis is gonna run it all the way back! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Oh, no! coming in through the back door! It's like no one here has worked on TV before. When did you all forsake yourselves? We'll do it live! Welcome, everybody. This is Get to the Point. I am Sean Anderson, joined by Joe Dukey DeLeon. We have a packed show for I you this week. hate you. <laughs> that was pretty early on, Joe. Yeah, I'll believe it. I'm sure you will. Did you put a marker? Don't worry about me. I, I hope you pick, put a marker. I did Well, we have another bracket for you this show. We got. We're obviously going to cover the Super Bowl. A hockey team is getting a new name, and obviously Clown of the Week and Shower Pissers. But we will start you off with a bracket, and this one should be simple. It should be civil, I would hope. No, it's going to be way more heated. There, I can guarantee I, that. Because all bets Joe are and off. I, we, we have eaten at a lot of establishments together, and we always... Can come to a general consensus about foods, uh, whether they're good, they're bad, anything in between. So we have compiled a sandwich bracket, but in in order to do it properly, so that the one seed wouldn't just get straight chalk, we just ranked out a top eight sandwiches and we randomized it. So it'll be fair matchups because I guess we both, I guess, have our favorites. So that'll probably go into a little bit of bias when it comes to the argument side. But in the matchup side of it, it couldn't be much more fair. So, Joe, should I give them the entire list now and then get to the matchups? Let's give them the, the entire list so they're aware of the seating. And like you just said, we we do need to preface this in saying that the seeding is random. This is and we didn't decide the seeds like last time. We figured we would choose not to waste time arguing the seeding, but rather discuss the bracket and also the obvious reason of we're probably going to end up picking the one seed every time to right. win it if we don't randomize it. And if we had any Twitter run at all, then maybe. We'd be able to have listeners help us seed these, but they, they don't seem too interested in reaching out. So we're just doing it random style until others choose to contribute. So the eight that we have chosen, uh, Sloppy Joe, Italian, the Grilled Cheese, the Meatball Sub, the PB&J, the Turkey Club, the BLT, and the Steak and Cheese. Now, the first matchup that we have is the Sloppy Joe versus the Italian Sub. Joe, to preface, these are not sandwiches with extravagant toppings or dressings or buns. This is all very standard, middle-of-the-road stuff. Each sandwich, it's the, it's the good version of each sandwich. It's not the elite, but the good. So, Joe, Sloppy Joe versus Italian, who are you taking? This is probably one of the hardest matchups that we're going to have to decide here because if you get a good Italian sandwich with the right dressing on it and if it's got the right ratio of meat a really good Italian sandwich is not Nate's seed. Again, this is randomized, so that doesn't really calculate in here. <clears throat> but, again, Italian sub, very, very good. I will say, though, however, Sloppy Joe, same situation. I'm not a fan of the Sloppy Joe that's just straight-up Sloppy Joe meat onto a simple bun. If you can get the right kind of Sloppy Joe, which various delis do have them, which is a lot of uh, you know mayo and dressing, cheese, and then various deli meats, but, Sean, I think I am going to decide to lean towards the Italian. I've had more Italians. I've, I've, I've uh, enjoyed more Italian sandwiches. I'm going to go with Italian here. I will be going with the Italian as well. And this is not a knock 
to the Sloppy Joe because the Sloppy Joe, I, I've never had a Sloppy Joe with deli meats like you have or mayo, but a Sloppy Joe with a little bit of cheese and hot sauce. That's that's a pretty good sandwich right there. But I'm going with the Italian. I think it is my favorite cold cut sub. I, I like all the meats in it. I like the cheese on it. Um, and it's it's tried and true. It is moving on for me as well. So let me pencil that in. Okay, and now our next matchup, my holiday ink, my holiday in pen is one of running the out of thirty ink. ones you stole from the holiday. Where was that? It was Ohio that you took those from. Uh, the hotel when we were playing uh, UNH, and that is now the current Anchor Sports Network club memorabilia. Yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> the next matchup is grilled cheese sandwich versus the meatball sub. Grilled cheese ranked four, meatball sub ranked five. Joke, do you see an upset occurring here? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go with the upset here, just for the reason uh-huh. that I do like meatball subs, but I think that with the meatball subs, that there's a tendency that even if you do them right, that they can get soggy, they can fall apart. That's very, very easy. Now, if you do a grilled cheese correctly, and you do it well, and it's nice and greasy, maybe you put some bacon in there. You don't need the bacon in there. Uh, it's all grease. Extravagant, it, Joe. It, We're it, leaning it, towards it, extravagance. All right. If it's all greased up and it's a good right grilled cheese, even if a simple one is, I think, better than a simple meatball sub. I, I, it has to be a grilled cheese here. Now, if you if you do choose to categorize a, a grilled cheese as maybe not a sandwich, but more of like a, I don't even know what you categorize exactly. That as, but, it's a sandwich. Thank but you. okay. All right. I'm picking a grilled cheese. Now, meatball subs are very tricky because it all depends on the meatball itself. If it's a homemade meatball and the home, the person who is making said meatball is able to make that the star of the sandwich and the sub, then you have a good shot. But with just a good meatball sub, it's not beating a standard grilled cheese. It's just not. And well, it's just. I, I, can, I, can I say one thing, though? I, I do yes. agree with the meatball point, but if you don't have the right bread, the whole sandwich is not worth eating you could have a really good meatball in there i i'm just gonna pick the damn meatballs out i'm not eating the bread if it sucks right yeah i mean that's true if you do get bread that sucks then you're just like why am i eating this soggy weird bad bread when i could just be enjoying the good meatballs on their own so grilled cheese four seed is moving on our third matchup the PB&J versus the Turkey Club, or Standard Club Sandwich. Joe, Sean, PB&J is ranked two. Yep. Chicken Club is ranked seven. Sean, in the what past are we feeling? four weeks, I have eaten four PB&Js a day and around there. So probably, what's four times? I, I would say almost 50 PB&Js. I, I think the Nate, I've, the Nate Paul's diet. Yes, the Nate Paul's diet. I think that my answer here is going to be a little bit swayed just because I've eaten so many goddamn peanut butter and jellies in the past four weeks that I, I can't pick it. I can't. I, I would much rather eat a chicken club, like the turkey club. Oh, turkey club, rather. I I, eat, I don't know. Like my treat of the day is eating the PB and J. Like that's how awful my diet is right now in terms of flavor that i'm eating the most bland crap that that is my treat that is like i consider that my dessert is eating a freaking pb and j i'm picking the turkey club just from circumstance right now i'm not i don't mean to be swayed by my circumstance but i have i can't have have you picking out of circumstantial it it, the peanut butter and jelly should be moving on joe also do you are you grape jelly are you strawberry jelly are you preserves on your peanut butter and jelly I can go either way, but I I have been doing a lot of grape jelly in the in in this four weeks. I did do strawberry for a period of time, but I've been consistent in sticking with with grape jelly. What 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 do you stand? I stand on peanut butter and jelly personally. I think that it has a lot of flexibility, and I know that the the club sandwich is it, it, it's a little more savory. You have that bacon on it. You have the it's triple it's it's 
yeah, triple stacked up, and it's all you always get it. It's a it's a light sandwich. Um, whereas a PB and J, it's a it's a little thicker. Even though it's only two condiments on a sandwich, it's it feels heavier than a, a light chicken club. Even though there's more sandwich on the on the clubs, chicken club. It's messing me up. It's just a turkey club. I'm going with peanut butter and jelly here because. I can enjoy a grape peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but the strawberry, and you know me, I'm big on strawberries. The strawberry peanut I, butter I didn't and know jelly that about you. I didn't. is, und- well, maybe if you took the time to care and learn I don't, about I don't me, think anyone would do that, that about you. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. All I do is post on my Snapchat is ne- uh, strawberry Nesquicks. That's all I do. Oh, maybe I for- once I forgot, a month, right, Joe? I, yeah, I forgot that you, 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 I, I don't even want to get into that. Go ahead. Why not? Go ahead. No, we're not, we're not redirecting this argument to your your weird obsession with strawberry Nesquik, which is the worst freaking Nesquik or any type of milk out there. But continue. I why beg your you pardon? Picking, uh, why I you beg your pardon? Beer? We're not doing this right now. We're not doing this because you and I could bicker about this for 30 minutes. Why are Fine. you picking the Next PB&J? week's bracket, milks. There's going to be three on there. What are you t- <laughs> Almond, soy, the different variations of almond and soy, skim, what? 2%, 1%, Nesquik, standard chocolate, uh, strawberry Nesquik, strawberry banana Nesquik is up in there, dark chocolate milk. You can, any type of milk you want, I don't know, that's Joe. too damn specific. I mean, chocolate milk's going to win that, but all right. Who it shouldn't? What? I... I, I like. I want to address here, though, the one thing about the PB and J is that if you don't have good bread, the PB and J goes out the window. And I can say this with firm accuracy because there are instances where I've had different types of bread. I've been having, uh, uh, I think, the Pepperidge Farm. No, that's not right. I've been having one type of bread, and then the the Whole Foods brand bread, and the Whole Foods brand bread is much better than the other brand that I've been consuming and I don't like eating the PB and J's without the whole foods bread. So you need the right, correct bread. And it is all based on if you have that correct bread, because if not, the thing tastes like crap. It goes out the window. It's not worth eating. Joe, Joe, another thing in favor of the PB and J uncrustables. Uh, They are, I'm telling you, they are perfect. They are besides. Wait, uh, why does that? Uh, why does that add to the PB and J though? Just because, because you can't eat no a weird soggy other, frozen turkey club. No, no, because club. none <laughs> of these other sandwiches come already made perfectly like that. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be willing to eat a half frozen meatball sub. I, <laughs> the freezer burn you bring out the marinara what are you talking about Joe you freaking idiot you know, like, <laughs> uh, if you've never to, eaten oh, come a, on, a half frozen I just want to say if you've never eaten a half frozen Uncrustable you're missing out but continue it, it just adds another layer into the into the argument for PBJ because alone from you making your own Uncrustables are just in a league. They're just in a different league. They just elevate peanut butter jelly as a whole brand. But if anything, that's adding to a negative because they're so simple, right? No, no, no. I can't agree with that. Uh, all right, flip the coin then. Flip a coin? Yeah, flip a coin, because I'm not budging off the PB&J. I'm not trying to be swayed here by my circumstance, but in, in terms of the integrity of the sandwich, you got to include a lot of things, the, the, the various values on the sandwich. If one thing is off and it messes up the sandwich, I don't consider that to be a, a better than other sandwiches. Now, I love PB&Js. I've, I've eaten a ton of them, and I'm yet to get sick of them. I'm starting to get sick of them, but I still, I, I don't know. I just, I can't pick the club over the PBJ. What's the, what's the coin flip saying? Um, oh, I got fire here. You have fire? Just connecting now. Hey, fire. This is the most slap. Uh, hey, P- PBJ or turkey club? Turkey club with mayo and bacon. Okay, what? thanks, Fire. I hung up on him. Okay, why didn't you so let Turkey me, Club? Why didn't you tell me to call him? I'm the one connected to the interface. That, uh, whatever, just continue. Did it? Did you hear it? <laughs> yes, I heard what he said. Okay, then shut up. It's called Tur- audio uh, quality. Tur- Go ahead. Oh, he said Turkey Club. Yes, Turkey he did. Club. Then okay, fine. Continues. Turkey Club moves on. All right, next round. 
going to have fire on standby for our tiebreakers. Can you text I'm gonna him that? I am going to call you, him, yes. Fine, fine. You handle calling fire for the tiebreakers, and you let okay. him know that's his job today. Okay. That idiot. Okay. Fourth matchup, the three-seed BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato, versus the six-seed steak and cheese sandwich. It's a cheese sandwich. steak. It's a cheese you, steak. I'm not doing this. You, it is a I cheese you, steak. You, no one calls it a steak and cheese that's actually had a good cheese steak. You don't know what a good cheese steak is. You've never had a good cheese I, steak. You're from Virginia. It doesn't count. I hate you. I hate you. I, <laughs> Joe, you listen up. It is a steak and cheese sandwich. Why? Why? Where did it originate from? Where did where did it originate from? What do you mean, where did it originate from? Somebody putting steak, lettuce, mayo, cheese on a sandwich? You eat lettuce on your cheese steak? You're goddamn and right. And mayo? <laughs> uh, steak? Why did oh, you put this on Because the cheese sticks are so great. Yeah, the cheese sticks are so great. We're going to have the hugest, the huge... Massive bun, for all bread. We're gonna take the worst meat ever. The, the it's shredded cheese steak and meat then, is uh, terrible, and we're gonna put cheese whiz on it, or we're gonna put just one slice provolone. of cheddar on it, it's, or one slice of provolone. I don't want to hear it's it, not dude. One steak slice and cheese. If you do it properly. Tons of cheese. Steak and cheese is it, it's like somebody heard what a cheesesteak was and they you decided with to do a spinoff. You want it with or without? Shut up. Shut up. I'll go to Philly. I'll say, yeah, I want a steak and cheese with everything. What? Peppers. and I'll, With or without. Shut up. I hate it. I hate the whole thing Why about Why would you put this on here? Steak. Because we aren't going to agree on what the right term it is. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because whatever the hell you're talking about isn't a sandwich. It's a monstrosity between two pieces of bread. I need you to shut the hell up because you don't understand the steak and cheese sandwich. It's it's part of my it. home phone. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I didn't know that you were in India in a call center. <laughs> yeah, it's a I'm looking steak. at this. It's a cheese. Steak. No, you can call it a cheese steak because you're white trash. This is disgusting when I'm looking. You go to a diner. Wait, 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 wait. You know what the most ironic thing about this is? Is I Googled steak and cheese, and you know what came up? Cheese steak. It immediately corrected it to cheese steak. That is all you find on Google. So whatever you're telling me is some made up backwards thing from people oh, you're from Virginia trust liberal ass and Google deeper. about this. Why does the. What? You're going to trust those libs <laughs> in California. You think they've ever had a freaking steak and cheese in their life? <laughs> I don't. Oh God, this is just it's just off the rails. <laughs> Look, uh, you are misinterpreting. We need to sub in another sandwich. Is. We need to sub in another sandwich because I can't vote for the the cheesesteak, knowing that you're voting for a completely different sandwich. I can't. I can't because you're making something up. I'm not. I. You know, you know what also I don't too. Go. Wait, you know what go also ahead, too is, a, is another example of the fact that people from Virginia and further don't know the proper things when it comes to sandwiches. From what I've heard, it, the the further south that you go, that they don't even know what a breakfast sandwich is when you ask them. They just put between uh, waffles when you. They're, they're, I've I've heard that from multiple people. So what makes you think that they know how multiple to properly? Multiple snipers or multiple actual people. Multiple actual people. I have heard. I have heard. Continue. But I'm just saying that, like, what, what, where is the credibility there when they don't know what a breakfast sandwich is? What state do you think has better food? New Jersey, the state of trash, pollution, zero gardens, and terrible people, versus Virginia. What? Do you, what? Do you, what supporting evidence do you have for Virginia? What? Soul food, country food, good food, mm. not New Jersey. Now I trust Soul Food, but I don't trust that they Would know how to make a cheesesteak. Would you trust sushi in New Jersey coming Would from I whatever trust sushi bay in Virginia? Or, yes, you should. There's more Asian people and Japanese people probably in New Jersey than there is in Virginia. Joe, this is the stupidest argument that I've had with you because you were unrelenting so on nothing. You're so dumb.
We need to sub in another sandwich. This is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> what do you want to sub in? <laughs> pulled pork. We'll just sub in pulled pork. All right, pulled sub pork. in pulled pork. That's why we have we... pulled pork as the flex. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> pulled pork or BLT, I'm picking the BLT. What? If you have a well done, if, if you do a You're so a BA, stupid. If you do a BLT well, I think it is a very good sandwich. Um, Are you stupid? Yeah. Are you actually, do you consider yourself an intelligent individual? Yes, I do consider myself an intelligent individual. You shouldn't if you're choosing a BLT over a pulled pork sandwich. That's how I know you shouldn't be in this. Whatever. Call up fire. Call up fire. Okay. Get his his pick. Let's see if if I can get this to work. I wonder if I'm going to lose you when I try to call him. How about I call him because we could at least get him on the mic. Fine. Get it. Call him. It'll sound like crap, but just call him. God. Are you going to say anything about your BLT stance while I'm calling? No, up I'm going to. I am standing by. I like BLTs. Fire. Yeah. BLT or cheesesteak? Or BLT or pulled pork sandwich? Mm, pulled pork sandwich. Thank you. Okay. All right. Advance it. Thank you, Fire. I hung up on him. Okay. Tell <laughs> what him is to stand he even by doing? I don't... He's laying in his bed. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, wait. He's actually laying in his bed, or you don't know? No, he's laying in his bed. Are you? Are you? Are you kidding me that he told us he couldn't record and he's laying in his bed? Yeah. He told me. He told us he was busy. It's it's six forty right now. He was ah uh, uh, uh. He's found a way to contribute at least somehow. <laughs> That's our tiebreaker. You better you better continue before I get really mad. Just just keep going. Just. Just keep going with the with the next round. I hate this bracket. I, I hate that we chose this. I, I told you that this was good. Every bracket's going to be heated. Every this is gonna bracket. going to piss me off even more because you're going to say, okay, Italian or grilled cheese? Grilled cheese. I have had good Italian sandwiches, but every time I get a good grilled cheese, it is bomb. It is amazing. It is freaking great. There are tons of great grilled cheese places and tons of different places you can go get them. And the simplest form of a grilled cheese is also very, very good. The simplest form of an, an Italian sub, I do not consider it, it would it would stack up to a simple grilled cheese. You got anything to say? I just I cannot believe the things that are coming out of your mouth. Are you doing a bit? I am not doing a bit. Are you trying to piss me off right now? I'm not trying to piss you off. So give me your 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 horrendous take on Italian subs. It's you the best even, sandwich out there. You it's don't the even know any Italian people, so I don't. Let me call fire. He's not because I'm not going to argue. I'm, I'm not, not going to about. I'm not going to argue with you about an Italian sub versus a, a, a grilled cheese. I just can't because he's going to say grilled cheese. If he says grilled cheese, I'm I'm throwing the bracket. I'll let you just pick a winner. Fire. Yeah. Grilled cheese or Italian? Grilled cheese. Ha! You you Suck go to it. hell. God! No! <laughs> so you're telling me grilled cheese is in the final? Yes. Eat. God! That is. Fine. Grilled cheese is in the final. <laughs> Next round. <laughs> Pen's broken. <laughs> Turkey club or pulled pork? Uh, pulled pork. <laughs> pulled pork. You're picking pulled pork? Yes. Okay. Right. I didn't vote for the turkey club originally anyways. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with pulled pork, even though I voted against it. Um, and I did pick the, the turkey club. I, 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 I will give you the, the pulled pork in this round. Not to appease you. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. pork. I'm not picking pulled pork. I'm going to hit you over, over the head with a hammer. Grilled I'm cheese. Gonna, I'm... You've clearly never had a good grilled cheese. You, you, you've clearly never had. You need to be. You need to be on timeout before I really get mad. Okay, here here's an example. If you walked into the dining hall, if you walked into Butt at the University of Rhode Island, and they had grilled cheese and pulled pork sandwiches, 
the grilled cheese that they have there, both are are pretty low quality, is going to be much better than the pulled pork, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna strangle you with my bare you, hands. You don't agree with that? You'd rather no? Eat... I'd rather eat the pulled pork. With oh the my cheese. god, Joe! Ah. Pulled pork sandwiches are so versatile. It what do you can mean, be wait, wait, regional wait. between the pulled pork. Do you, okay, this is how I know you don't know anything about pulled pork because every region has their own variation on pulled pork. You have Memphis sweet. You have the Carolina vinegars all over the place. Every single region has a different type of pulled pork sauce seasoning in the way that they put it together. So every, you could do a tour around the nation and have a different pulled pork sandwich at every major city, and none would be the same. Instead of a grilled cheese, because you are a loser who wants to settle for comfortable. Just because there's a bunch and of different types. And you're settling for bread and just cheese. Just because there's a bunch of because different you're types. Because some proud Italian that you can't go and, and, and experience all the different ways that pulled pork is accentuated across the contiguous United States in those states that value pork. Just because there's a bunch of different variations of pulled pork does not mean it's better. Right? Every single variation of pulled pork is better than the best grilled cheese. No, no, no. That's... That is not even close. That's just not. That's not even... It's cheese and bread compared to bread and meat. With sauce, and you could have cheese on the pulled pork. Wait, 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 also, you're talking about but you don't need the, that. You can just have you the bread arguing, and the meat. You are arguing the whole variation clause. But when I was trying to talk about all the different things you can do with a grilled cheese, you shut me down. You told me I couldn't include that. You, you could put a bunch of different things into a. What are you cheese. talking you about, Joe? Even Joe? Put pulled pork That's into you're a grilled not saying, cheese. You're not saying that Jacksonville does a thing where they put. Peppers and they use pepper jack cheese from the the greatest uh, dairy wait, farm wait, wait, in Jacksonville. Wait, no, no, no. Point, I'm talking though. about the regions in the U.S. that are specific to the pulled pork that they bring. You missed the point that I just said, though. You could put freaking pulled pork into a grilled cheese, and that's a better version of, uh, of the sandwich, right? You can do so many things, and it's still good. Just because there's a bunch but of you different are types adding of pulled on. pork. If we're going to take this from the on. simplest... You're, about you're, putting grill, you're putting pulled pork into the grilled cheese. What? You're putting the pulled pork into the grilled cheese. What's if you are going from the that? basis of your simplistic grilled cheese argument, which I know that you are a simpleton, then you stick to the cheese and the bread like I am sticking to the pork and the bread and the bun. I can't, the believe I, let you, I can't believe I let you add this to the debate. I call fire. And what, a great, a great point. Call fire. Call, call Jake fire. Just uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. <laughs> that's, fun, that's the funniest thing you've ever said, Joe. Okay, Jake fire. This is the yeah. finals of our sandwich bracket. Okay. Grilled cheese. Versus pulled pork sandwich. Pulled pork sandwich. Thank you. Fire. Damn it. All right. Fine. You win. You win the, the final round. Okay. Did you hang up on him again? Yes, I hung up on him. I'm still mad at him. Be mad. Now you want to take out your your frustration with the fire? <laughs> no, I'm mad at him because he's laying on his freaking bed and all he need to do is plug his, his Xbox headset in and he could have talked to us about sandwiches for 30 minutes. It would have made... In a much more civil discussion. Would that have been civil, but very? Uh, oh. It would have been easier than having to sit and wait to call him and get a response from him. Hey, at least he called in. He made it seem like he had some big thing to do. Maybe he's with his girlfriend. I don't know. I feel bad for my family upstairs because I know either my mom or my dad is home. <laughs> I don't think my. I think it's my mom. I feel bad for my mom right now because she had to hear me scream about sandwiches for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> I actually feel bad. I might go get her like an ice cream later or something. <laughs> All right, so we have the culmination of the greatest sport in the world to the single greatest sporting event that 
Earth has ever seen, which is the Super Bowl. And we are getting to see Super Bowl LIV this upcoming Sunday. And obviously, we are sports fans. We discuss sports on here. So we need to discuss the Super Bowl. It's the Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the San Francisco 49ers. It is two of the best teams in the NFL. We do no longer have to sit through the unbearable situation of the New England Patriots making it to the Super Bowl and then just knowing that they are probably going to win. But now we are going to discuss the storylines and things that you should really be watching out for. And one of the first storylines that we think is really important, I think a lot of people are definitely talking about, is Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the NFL. And if he can finally, if he can win this game in his second season as a starting quarterback, will that make him and put him into the top spot as that best quarterback in the NFL? I already think he is the best quarterback in the NFL, and I believe you do also, given your T-shirt jersey of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think that if you won... I think if he won a uh, a Super Bowl here, then it, it would just put him on track to being one of the all-time greats. And I don't think I'm saying too much when I say that because younger players, we don't see, we really don't often see this much success while young. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger is a really good comparison to him uh, in his early stages of his career. And even if he, I think that even if he did follow the tracks of Ben and winning a really early Super Bowl and then continuing to go on and have a really good career, that'd be good. But I think he's going to be better than uh, Ben Roethlisberger. What I see him as is Roethlisberger mixed with Rodgers. And that makes him so dynamic and so elite that it's indisputable to not name him the best quarterback in the NFL. You could say Lamar Jackson is the best weapon in the NFL. I'm fine with you saying that. But Patrick Mahomes is definitive definitively the best quarterback yeah in terms of what he's able to do and throw from multiple angles and, and essentially be an unstoppable entity at that quarterback position we saw Lamar Jackson get knocked off his rhythm and then he lost his cool and the whole entire Ravens team lost their cool but I know that Patrick Mahomes will be able to bounce back from any situation and I I don't even know if I would compare it to Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't all that clean early on in his career I I, I didn't see Ben Roethlisberger making these types of throws and huge runs that Patrick Mahomes was able to do and also do it at that playoff level and you could also argue that Roethlisberger was aided by good defenses and, and and a strong team already around him I think the more comparable situation is Dan Marino, who lit things up early on when he when he started uh, for the Miami Dolphins very early in his career. Now, he wasn't able to get home and get that Super Bowl, but that's the thing that's differentiating them. And I, I don't really understand why people get all worked up in saying that if you start to discuss Patrick Mahomes as a, an eventual Hall of Famer, like I don't understand why people get upset over that because... If he's able to win an MVP in his first season as a starter and then win a Super Bowl in his second season as a starter, we have so much more to his career that we don't even know what he could be hitting. The fact that he's able to do that so early on and impact a franchise that has been down for so many years is incredible. And he's in his second year as a starting quarterback. Other thing here, though, Sean, that we really need to be watching for is Jimmy Garoppolo and... If he can really do it on his own, we know that Steve Spagnolo is a smart defensive coordinator and he's going to try and eliminate that run game with Raheem Mostart and also Tevin Coleman if he's available. If that does happen and they slow down the run game, can you trust Jimmy G to throw it 30 times and be consistent and be accurate? Because we haven't really seen him that pressured and have to do that this season. Uh, <clears throat> when I was watching the Atlanta 49ers game where Atlanta won in the last second of the game, literal second, uh, Garoppolo took that team down and they marched and they scored and it left Atlanta to go down and march and score. So in a pressure situation like that, uh, on a really good team, I did see it firsthand how he was clutching those moments. Uh, I don't think he is ever really on his own. I think he has a really good support staff. I think his O-line is overperforming this year for him. 
think his defense uh, is really helping him out as a as a quarterback, and a lot of casual fans can somehow gra- some somewhat grasp that defense can help out their quarterback. But it, when you really get in the nitty gritty, you see how much that defense uh, for San Francisco helps uh, Garoppolo uh, perform. So I think that uh, Garoppolo definitely can do it, but I don't think he will ever really be on his own with that staff and the the surrounding cast with him in San Fran. Yeah, the other thing too that you pointed out is the the, the whole supporting cast that Garoppolo has is a strong defense that supports him in the in situations where he makes mistakes because he has not been perfect. He is not in terms of talent and consistency a top 15 quarterback because he's had so many things to lean on. He's had good coaching. He's had an elite defense. He's had multiple offensive weapons and a talented crop of running backs. If he doesn't have that, we don't really know. And the the big key here is if the Chiefs can take a number of those things away and make it very, very hard for him. The other thing, the final real major headline that is constantly being talked about is can Andy Reid finally hit home? Can he finally reach the culmination of an NFL coaching career, which is winning a Super Bowl? He's made so many playoff appearances. He's played in, or sorry, coached in rather, a ton of playoff games. He's even gotten to the Super Bowl, but he is yet to show that he can win one. And I think that the one knock on Andy Reid in his career has always been, can he coach well in the most high-pressure situations? And he has not. And the real question is here is, can he actually finally do that? If he was ever going to do it, it would be this year. And it stinks that he has to go up against, uh, up against that uh, gritty Niners defense. But he's never had a more talented team. Donovan McNabb in his best year has never been better than Patrick Mahomes. He is in the best situation to win a championship right now with Kansas City. So, Sean, if you had to make a case for why the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game, what would be the case for them? Essentially, what do they need to be doing and what needs to happen in this game if the 49ers are going to get another Super Bowl? They need to get to Mahomes, especially with their defensive line, and they need to find a way to protect Richard Sherman when Tyreek Hill is on him because Richard Sherman will do fine against Sammy Watkins. He'll do okay against uh, Hardman, but he will not be able to cover Tyreek Hill like that. He just does not have the speed. So, obviously, they're going to need to put a safety over uh, to help Sherman in case of a a, a deep route, which Tyreek Hill will run against him and should run. He should not be running slants or curls against Sherman, uh, and that's obviously the, the big factor that you see with Tyreek Hill versus Sherman, and then that'll open up probably a seam for um, for Kelsey to go off, and then then the Chiefs are rolling. So it's finding a way to minimize the damage when you put a safety over to help Sherman when Tyreek's on his side. The other thing, too, and you, you, you pointed out the big, most important thing, is being able to pressure Patrick Mahomes. And he is one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the NFL and very different from Lamar Jackson is that he escapes the pocket and then he looks to throw and he's able to find those lanes, find his guys and connect with them. I think the way that you got to do that is not be overly aggressive. If you're rushing up field with the plethora of defensive uh, pass rushers, if you're coming up field too quickly, he can react and step up in the pocket and either run and scramble for extra yards or he can escape the pocket and throw for a completion. Instead of doing that, you need to play contain. You can't allow him to get in space. You can't allow him to to move outside of the pocket because right now that's where he is at his best. Creating pressure without being overly aggressive is very complicated, but it's essentially what you need to be doing if you want to slow down what we both agree is the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, the, the case, though, for the Chiefs, Sean, who, what do you think that they need to do if they're going to win this game? They need to 
they need to get the ball to Kelsey. And it's going to be tough because the 49ers have uh, good linebackers and their safeties aren't scared to cover uh, tight ends. But Kelsey is having a fantastic stretch in the postseason. And he just, I mean, the offense has a lot of home run hitters, but it circles around him and it should. So if Kelsey can get eight catches for 90 yards and a touchdown, then he's already surpassing whatever any tight end on any team is expected of. So Kelsey, realistically, I think will get 12 catches for 110 and a touchdown. But if you can get him eight catches, some third down conversions with him, then you're you're really in the sweet spot there and your offense can can roll. You shut down Kelsey, then you're throwing a, a big wrench into that uh, Kansas City clock. The other thing, too, for the Chiefs, they need to really be mistake-free because the 49ers defense is really good at first forcing turnovers, creating sacks, creating problems for opposing offenses. They need to be mistake-free because once they get the ball into the hands of the 49ers and they start to run out that clock, that's when things can get really, really tr- tricky for them. Sean, who are you picking in this game? I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'll take the Chiefs by a score of hmm, 35. No, no, 38 35. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well, but I am going to go 28-20. Oh, okay. So all Chiefs here. Okay. Now, Joe, we alluded to earlier in the show, which feels like forever ago after the great sandwich debate of 2020, the new Seattle hockey team, which the NHL is trying to enlist into the – into the league is trialing names. Can you give us a little uh, breakdown here? So from Como News as our source, from a, a uh, they reported from a number of reliable sources, relatively reliable sources, that the new team name for the Seattle NHL franchise is going to be the Kraken. Now, we both kind of thought that was a bit odd. It is obviously the mythical creature, the sea monster that is known for killing pirates and... Um, causing issues and, 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 and problems in the ocean. It's just a gigantic octopus is essentially what it is. A squid. squid. It's a squid. Same difference. Yep. yep. Well, not really, but okay. Kraken is dumb. That's a dumb name for the yes. team. Krakens in general are cool. But the name for a team should never be Kraken. That's stupid. It's not even plural. Like I don't... Yeah. It's not like it's not like you're a soccer club, like you're not united. It's just you're. It's a bad name. So what I've seen from Seattle, uh, the Seattle Sockeye, the ultimate frisbee team, that that's is, pretty good. That is so. But and they have a really good stupid. logo also, and that's regional for the for the fish that they catch out there. But my uh, first option is the Seattle Storm. I think that that is if you're going to go non-plural, that's so much better than Kraken. Storm, it rains a lot in Seattle. Okay, easy, easy one, good one. From the other two rumored names, uh, the two that I liked, I thought the Seattle Sea Lions sounded good. Firebirds too sounded pretty cool. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why isn't it plural? Why is it just Kraken? I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Seattle doesn't have an affiliation with that. It sounds like they're just trying too hard. To be different, right? Yeah, I mean that's whole that's Seattle's thing. You know, they all love that. Like the, but it, it, it's dumb. Don't be the Kraken. It's dumb. Oh, are we ready for Clown of the Week, Joe? I am ready for Clown of the Week. Okay, you. Do you want to start this off? I will start this off. So my Clown of the Week are the New York Knicks and Alfred Payton for. Starting an enormous scuffle at the very end of a game that you were getting blown out. And it led with Alfred Payton shoving a Memphis Grizzlies player clearly into the bench on a wide open three-point jumper. I'm going to keep this simple. The reason why they're clowns, and as a New York Knicks fan, they continue to do things that make them an absolute disgrace of a franchise (laughs) in the NBA. Can you add in the sell the team sounder? 
I, I would that they, that they were gladly <laughs> because they should sell the team. They they damn well need to sell. Uh, James Dolan needs to sell that franchise. The NBA needs to step in somehow because they continue to just be a a nothing team that does dumb things, and the only time that they get attention is for starting fights. I'm not going to go into the semantics of the whole he said, she said thing that, that ended up with Marcus Morris and then eventually on Twitter and all that crap because I don't care because it is turned into to the desperate housewives of the New York Knicks. And I, it is just drama, unnecessary, stupid drama. Learn to play basketball, draft some good players, sell the goddamn team. I love your clown of the week. My clown of the week. Andy Gresh. What? I'm scrapping the Washington Post political political reporter, Felicia Sonmez, uh, because I hate her, and I want Clown of the Week to be a little more... Okay. You don't want to get too worked up? I don't want to get too worked up. I I just... I don't have the juice to to tear into her and and be vindictive and angry, so I'm just going to go with Andy Gresh's Clown of the Week. He is our former intern supervisor radio host at WPRO in Rhode Island in Providence, and he likes to go to the University of Rhode Island and speak to classes with his colleague, um, what's his first name? Yannikopoulos? Yanni Karakis. Yanni Karakis. <laughs> Yanni Karakis. <laughs> Henry Karakis. Just <laughs> get it all mixed up. He likes to speak with his colleagues and speak to the students, which I, a lot of radio people, they don't necessarily do that a lot, so I can commend him for that. But he lost a lot of weight. He's lost 105 pounds. But at the same time, he's like 50. And he is wearing... In this photo, which Joe and I have been involved with in Twitter, and that Professor Caracas has tweeted, <laughs> he is wearing what I can only assume to be as lavender joggers in the classroom, sitting on the desk, which are two things that Andy Gresh in this in last spring of 2019 would not be doing. He would not be wearing joggers, and he would definitely not be sitting on the desk. So for these actions, he is changing. He's losing touch uh, to the Gresh that we all knew and loved. And he, he's getting a little big for his britches. In the, in, the, in the reverse sense that he's getting smaller for his older britches. I can't have him wearing joggers. I just can't, Joe. That's not him, right? <laughs> I, I, okay, got to give him some props for... Um, you know, putting effort in and, and trying to be different, but I don't, I don't, I don't get the shades too. I don't. I, <laughs> I, maybe it's just he hasn't felt that comfortable he, in a he, body he in lo- so long. He looks like, oh, that's mean. <laughs> no, 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 but it's true. Like you don't see me going out wearing leather pants, <laughs> or I don't have a pair of chinos. Uh, when I lose the weight, I would love to get a pair of both, but I'm not going to right now just not comfortable so i'm happy for him but it's also joggers at 50 regardless of size shape or anything it's gonna get a clown of the week nod from your boys (laughs) fair joe yeah no i i definitely um (laughs) i I definitely think that's fair i just (laughs) i need to unpack the glass the sunglasses thing i feel like he looks like uh um let me see he, the sunglasses here. He's kind of dressed like like um like a like movies stereotype like coke dealers like that's how they'd be dressed like oh in my the gosh. 90s. <laughs> he's got the sunglasses which yeah, I can they're, they're are like very large. His, it's clearly a, an attempted accessory was the was the goal. He's wearing a champion sweatshirt too. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, he needed new clothes. Uh, he needed something that he's got that was smart. Clean Nike shoes on is Socks, although they are they're they're not tall enough for the joggers. He still is not tucking the socks underneath the joggers, so I'm still seeing some calf and ankle skin <laughs> peeking through. <laughs> he looks good, but he's transforming in front of us into a, a, a what I can only assume is what a, a 21 year old Gresh would look like when he was back in his heyday. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm assuming this that. is what yeah. he would wear. Yeah. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm glad we unpacked that one. Now, do we want to get to shower pissers, Joe? Uh, yes, let's get into it. We are on the defensive tackles in the NFL. 
And these are the players that who we consider to be shower pissers, people and players that pee in the shower right next to their teammates uh, with no regard to for anybody else. Joe, yours is decent this week, and I pressured you to be better. Go ahead, give us a shot. Uh, I picked Dontari Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I picked this is just he's a very, very large man. I See... The thing with defensive tackles, it this is a much easier position group to do because notoriously, I would say defensive tackles, while they do work hard, are considered to be some of the lazier people on football teams. Just in the sense mm-hmm. that you know, I, I don't know from what I've experienced from from high school and from college, it's you know the guys that like to eat the the um a little bit oh, smaller Mike. than the offensive linemen. Mike is Rike is lazy. He's a defensive. He was a defensive. I uh, know he's a defensive tackle. I guess sometimes yeah. it's um, hit or miss. But the bigger, fatter guys are a bit lazier. Geez. On the lazy, what? <laughs> I, I, I just okay. What I can disagree with here is I think Don Terry Poe is a li- Don Terry Poe is a little more sensitive. He was a band member uh, previously in an NFL uh, films uh, video of him. Susanna, you cannot FaceTime me right now. You Bobo. Um, <laughs> So I think he was a little more sensitive. Band kids, they really don't like to ruffle that many feathers. So I can't give him the full nod as a personality um, that would... Oh, I promised to do something tonight. Without jeez. Oh, I also messed can't up on tonight. plans. I was supposed to go to uh, to dinner with my family. And yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm not in trouble, but they. I did not. For I completely forgot. Mm. What did I completely you, forgot also. What did you skip out on? I forgot... I, my littlest sister, uh, we took video of her for her softball, um, not highlight reel, but skill showcase type deal, like, you know, with her fielding and uh, and hitting and stuff like that. And I was just going to make a video just so she could send to coaches and stuff. Okay. Today, when I was getting my watch fitted and had to drop some stuff off. Okay. Um, My shower pisser. Let me scroll down. Thanks, Joe. Akeem Hicks. Defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. You stole Formerly my guy. A defensive tackle for the uh, New Orleans Saints, which is where I originally um, developed my dislike for Akeem Hicks. Just dislike. because he was. Yeah. I never. I, I really did not like Hicks in New Orleans. I hated him. But I like him a little more in Chicago because he's not, you know, stomping or. or punching or shoving after the play against my favorite team. So Akeem Hicks definitely has the traits because I've seen plenty of them to be a shower pisser. He's mean. He doesn't care about what you think. And he's a I, also he's a bit of a stand-up guy. So he's going to piss right in that shower. All right, both fair picks. No, no qualms with either. All righty, everybody. This was get to the point. Um... Feel free to share this on your Twitter. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We know you won't, but it's okay. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed us screaming and yelling about sandwiches. If you want to give input on next week's bracket or another bracket, I noticed that Joe and I didn't get one suggestion about that, but it's okay. If you want to know what Fire's up to, so do we. But you can follow me on Twitter at SeanAnderson65 and Joe on Twitter at JoeDeLeon. Uh, you can find us wherever you've found us. And you can share it um, t- with your friends. And if they don't have Apple Podcasts, we are anywhere you can find it. Joe, uh, Google Play Store, uh, SoundCloud. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio. All of this. We are there. Any of the minor podcasting platforms. Joe, are we there? Like if we're on... Probably. Probably. It's fine. We have an RSS feed. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in. Joe, am I missing anything in this housekeeping? No, you got it all. Got it all? All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week uh, for another episode.